You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome into a special postcast edition of the show as we break down a 59-14 route for the BYU football program, absolutely trouncing Idaho State to move to 8-2 and two on the season. What do we make of this? What are the takeaways? What are my thoughts? What are your guys' thoughts? We'll get to all of that ahead on today's show as well as promised. The instruction as to how you can go about winning tickets to see BYU men's basketball open their season Tuesday night against Cleveland State. That's all ahead beginning right now on Postcast. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And thank you for joining us on this special postcast edition of the Locked On Cougars podcast. Quick reminder for you guys that we are your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you guys need to know about every single day. So make sure you hit that follow button wherever you guys happen to be listening in from. And make sure you also make us your first listen of the day. We want to be the one-stop, the first stop you make every day to get caught up on everything Cougars. So thank you for making us a part of your routine. Big win for BYU and big in the sense that they absolutely trounced Idaho State 59 to 14. What are my takeaways? I think the biggest thing I took away from this is BYU did exactly what you expected them to do. They welcomed an FCS team who was coming here to get a payday and BYU sent them back to Pocatello with an absolute blowout. BYU, had they not turned the ball over twice and allowed a kickoff return that was absolutely atrocious, uh, they would have probably shut out Idaho State. The Bengals were that inept offensively. BYU's defense did a pretty good job overall on the game, I thought. And BYU now 8-2 and two on the season. The 15th ranked Cougars have finally run this 10-game gauntlet. The bye week is officially here, and they need it. Guys like Neil Pau got dinged up in this game. We saw Lupina Katoa limp off the field at one point, even though he did return later in the contest. They need a week to recoup, rest up, and get ready for the final two games of the regular season. And they have come out of this 10-game gauntlet about as well as you probably could expect. The one game you probably want back in the entire stretch is another crack at Boise State. If you really think about it, Baylor beat you straight up. But Boise State, it's pretty easy to explain away the the BYU fumbled away that game and just turned their way over in that game to that loss to uh, Boise State. But as it stands, the Cougars ranked 15th in the country. They look poised to move up in the national rankings when the college football playoff rankings come out on Tuesday. Checking at number 15 was actually a really big accomplishment, I felt like. And apparently this is like suck Saturday for ranked teams. A lot of teams dropping, losing games. By virtue of winning the way they did, I think BYU, even though it was an FCS opponent, will move up maybe a spot or two in these rankings. If they're at 13 uh, coming out of this week, that's a huge accomplishment for the Cougars because they're well on their way to being being inside the top 12. And if teams in front or around them continue to falter down the stretch here the final few weeks of the regular season, there's no reason to think that BYU cannot continue to move up so long as they keep taking care of business on their end and winning football games. 
Now, what did I like about this game? I like the fact that guys like Tyler Algier got some run in it, played essentially the first quarter, and then was lifted. He did not need to play much in that in this game. He finishes the day with as BYU's second leading rusher, six carries for 35 yards and one touchdown. Jackson McChesney, good to see him see extensive action, had 10 overall carries for 43 yards. Uh, good to see him get that opportunity. BYU is a team, 173 yards passing. In the passing department, Jaron Hall played the first half, was 20 of 25 for 298 yards and four touchdowns. Very, very impressive numbers for him. His QB rating, 89.1 and 80% completion percentage. Not much you could ask for beyond that, I felt like, from him. I also like Pukunakua playing extremely well. Six receptions, 120 yards. And also, best of luck to the 14 players who are announced as guys who are potentially going to leave the program. There are three seniors who are out of eligibility. Uriah Leitawa, Samson Nakua, and Jared Capisi. All three of them, they're out of eligibility. 11 other players, including both Lopini Katoa and Tyler Algier, as well as Neil Pau'u and Gunnar Romney, all were honored on quote-unquote senior day and if they decide that this is it for them, I don't blame them one bit. They are going to be part of a program that has potentially won double-digit wins in two straight seasons. This season in particular against seven Power 5 opponents. You've done a lot, speaking of those guys. And they've done a lot to build the culture that Kalani Sitake endeavored to build when he took over this program. And if any of them decide it is time to move on and they decide I'm going to pursue the NFL route or whatever they're going to do next, you can't begrudge them at all because they put their heart and soul into helping build the culture, build this program that was down on its luck for some time there. And they have made it into a program that is, for lack of a better term, sexy. The nice part is Kingsley Sewell Mataya, uh, the transfer from the University of Oregon, has announced that he is going to be a part of the BYU football program. Uh, and the official announcement came Saturday uh, afternoon just before BYU kicked off. He will officially join BYU this January and will be a redshirt freshman with four years of eligibility to play. BYU is becoming a destination for a lot of athletes out there because they're winning. And that's the biggest thing is for a while there, BYU, they were okay. They uh, were bowl eligible. That was a good program. But they didn't have the pizzazz, the the sex appeal, the just the overall, uh, what am I trying to say here? Just the overall cachet that they needed to have to really make inroads in the recruiting department. They have that now. Guys are looking at BYU in a different light, speaking of recruits. And I think this is a huge opportunity that BYU cannot afford to to not capitalize on when it comes to the recruiting game. Bring in as much talent as you can, and then you find out what you need to do with that talent to win football games. Because if you start to have success and you continue to recruit and just success begets success, you are going to be on your way to be building a sustainable model. And that's what Kalani Satake has endeavored to build. Will Kalani Satake be at BYU long-term? Only he knows that answer, and I hope he is, sincerely. That's my sincere hope that he is at BYU for the long term. But he needs to continue to win and continue to take care of business in the recruiting department off the field while also getting results on the field. The nice part is programs that begin this cycle that start to bring that talent in and they just replace it. When guy when a guy moves out, the next guy in line steps up and fills his responsibility and either builds on that or at least is playing as well. 
you're going to continue to see, continue to see, con, uh, you're going to continue to see continued success. That's what I'm trying to get out of my mouth here. And that's what BYU is building towards right now. Guys that broke out in this game, I feel like Keanu Hill had a starring performance, four receptions, 92 yards, his first touchdown of the season. Good to see him get extensive action. His blocked punt late in this game, obviously some people deriding him out. Why are you going for a blocked punt late in the game? He came free and he was a guy who was supposed to rush the punter there and he came free and nobody blocked him. So what's to do hold up and say no you actually kicked that sir i'm not going to do my assignment here you can rip on him all you want but i just i don't get that he's doing his assignment he did exactly what he was supposed to do he blocked it nicely and obviously gets rewarded with the recovery in the end zone for his second touchdown of the game very nice to see him uh, get extensive action it's good to see a bunch of guys get extensive action matthew criddle getting the start on senior day for him uh, he said that he's kind of left his mark and it's time for him to move on he got an interception in this game was second on the team with five overall tackles jackson kafusi led the cougars with six total tackles on the night the tackle sheet just guys and seeing action is very extensive but congratulations to all of them this was the perfect type of game to send a lot of guys out onto the field to give them an opportunity to show what they could do in potentially their final game as a cougar in the case of a guy like a matthew criddle a jared capisi had two tackles and a half a tackle for loss you give those guys that opportunity to go enjoy their final home game as a byu cougar because many of them as we just talked about, will never play in that stadium again. It's such a fleeting part of guys' lives at the college level that it's going to pass them by seemingly in a blink of an eye, but many of them, if not all of them, will vividly remember what happened on senior day. And the good news is Kalani, talk, Kalani Satake talked about this uh, earlier in the week. He wanted to make sure that they sent these guys out the right way, and I think this is the perfect way to do it. It's a blowout victory. A lot of guys getting playing time. They emptied the bench figuratively, making sure everybody got a chance to play. Uh, evidence of that came, came by way of guys like Cash Peterman, a third-string kicker, getting an opportunity to kick in this game. They emptied the bench. Anybody who was available and cleared to play essentially was given that opportunity to get on the field, and that's always a good feeling in a victory like this. Now, it is your guys' time to sound off on this. We'll get to your comments on it, and also, a little later on as we close out this special postcast edition, instructions as to how you guys can win tickets to see Cleveland State and BYU square off Tuesday night in the men's basketball season opener. It's all coming up momentarily. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends at All Guard Pest Control. Seth Baird is the biggest BYU fan I know, and he also does an incredible job in the pest control game. All Guard is your solution for residential or pest control needs, no matter the size, what you have affecting you, no matter what you got. All Guard Pest Control can handle it. They're a local company. That's the best part. They're based in Utah County, but capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front, even down in the Tooele and Wasatch County areas. If you need their services, they're happy to come to you and take care of your problems. I can attest to what they do because they've taken care of my home for the better part of three years. I have thrown numerous issues at them with regards to pest control needs. They have been dealt with swiftly, professionally, and the best part is I haven't had a recurrence of any of those problems that I can recall. 
That is the mark of a good company. Their Google reviews are absolutely phenomenal. Five-star reviews up and down the board. So give them a call if you have pest control needs. 801-851-1812. That's 801-851-1812. You also can go to their website online to learn more. That's allguardpestcontrols.com. That's allguardpestcontrols with an S.com. But you can give them a call as well. 801-851-1812. Tell them that Jay Catch and Locked On Cougar sent you when you give them that call. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. It is your guys' time to sound off your post-game thoughts. I threw it out on Twitter. What are your takeaways from this win for BYU over Idaho State? We'll start off with our good friend Big Uncle Pooh, the tailgater extraordinaire himself. Here's his thought. We won as expected, speaking of BYU. Now time to watch all the other college football games that are close. And there were a number of them, a lot of big losses for top-ranked teams. I think none bigger than probably Michigan State. Uh, But Alabama got a scare. Uh, So many teams losing. That's actually to BYU's advantage to have these teams losing around them because the committee, speaking of the college football playoff committee, they'll have to weigh, okay, BYU continues to win, whereas these teams lose. How are we going to balance that out? Biggest thing is winning is important. So continue to win if you're BYU, and you'll continue to move up. That's my sincere belief. The underscore Zub weighing in says, they are who we thought they were. You mean a 1-7 FCS program is who you thought they were? Yeah, they were not that great. Uh, that's a program. Funny enough, I think about this about 2020. There are programs out there. I think of Colorado, who was a, a really, really good team during the pandemic-shortened 2020 season. Idaho State in the spring season this year, 4-2. and two, But now in the fall, they're 1-7. and seven. It screams to me that the COVID-19 pandemic and the screwy football that we saw during that pandemic sans BYU and some other programs who have proven that they were no they were no fluke. There's some other results out there that are fluky. It's just kind of a weird thing about that year. But I think a program like BYU uh, winning 11 games last year and seemingly on their way to 10 or 11 wins this year, I think they proved that it was no fluke for them while other programs like a uh, Idaho State may have been a little more smoke and mirrors for them. Jake Summers at Summers underscore 1280, a GFOP of ours, says it's nice to watch a game where the outcome is never really in question. My stress was at an all-time low this season, which was great. I'm glad to hear that, Jake. I'm glad your stress level was lower. Obviously, high-stress environments are not good for your health, so good to see that. Daniel Haslam at Dan Haslam says we covered and fun to see a comfortable win. That's what you get when you get these body bag games. There are very few FCS teams out there that I feel like would give BYU a meaningful challenge right now. I can think of like a James Madison uh, what is it? Uh, North Dakota State. Sam Houston State's also pretty frisky, but BYU's not going to schedule those teams. They're going to take a regional opponent by and large. I think they've kind of gone back to that and said, okay, Weber State, Southern Utah, Dixie State, Idaho State, those teams that can take a bus and capitalize on as much money as they can make from these body bag games, that's who we're going to bring in because there's a little, I guess, closer to home feel. There's a little more of a community aspect to it, supporting the teams that are closer to you and rewarding them for playing that game. Um, At SPN Craig or Spencer says, I love and respect the depth change at BYU, but I would be remiss if I didn't point out that BYU's twos and threes don't measure up with subpar competition. That's a depth problem and moving up in leagues. Yes, BYU needs to upgrade their overall talent base. I completely agree with you, Spencer. And BYU 
BYU will endeavor to do that over the next year and change before they enter the Big 12 Conference. My biggest thing, though, by the way, is when guys come in cold to a game, like a two or a three in this game against Idaho State, well, even waiting on the sideline, waiting to get into the game, it takes a minute for guys to adjust. So you can't expect them to hit the ground running because it's their first game action in some cases of the entire year. I'm not trying to make an excuse for this, but... They just need to go out there and finally get into the game. And it seems like people are expecting them to be just flying all over the field the second they touch it. Maybe that should be the expectation, but maybe it's not necessarily where BYU is at as a program right now. Hopefully that makes sense. Um, Echelon copy Lucho saying, Selfishly, I wish Algier had gotten more touches. I know that's stupid. I know it wasn't needed. I know the guy needs rest, but still, dot, 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 I've got to vent. Well, I think many BYU fans out there would have liked to see Algier carry it some more. Only six carries in this game, but I was an advocate for benching him for the entire game. He is going to hit the ground hard when it comes to Georgia Southern, USC, and whoever they play in the bowl game. And I would expect you're going to see heavy, heavy doses of him over the final three games of this season. And he was honored on Senior Day today. So if it's the final three games that BYU fans get to watch him in a uniform... I can expect and I can believe that BYU will make sure they feature him prominently in the offense, both to help him in terms of his overall prospects for the professional ranks, while also simultaneously helping BYU win football games. Uh, Jonathan Hokinson, uh, Jonathan Hoke saying, K-loading 18. Speaking of Keanu Hill is a baller and a rising BYU football star. Incredible. Two touchdowns, one on offense, one on special teams. I really liked what I saw from, from uh, Keanu Hill, Jerry. Jonathan, if guys like Neil Powell and Gunnar Romney are also indeed on their way to the pro ranks, well, a guy like Keanu Hill, it's going to open up an opportunity for him to step into a potential starting role, and today was a good showing for him. Hopefully, he gets to see more uh, more game action in the final few games of this season, but very, very nice to see him have a breakout performance. Jacob Osler, Jacob Osler 4 says, pretty sure that's the first pump blocked for a touchdown I've ever seen in person. It doesn't happen a lot. I think uh, it was it was 17 years between instances for BYU. Uh, those of you who are really, really big fans might remember the name Gary Lovely. He was the last BYU Cougar to block a punt and score a touchdown. That was against Air Force way back in 2004. According to BYU Statsman on Twitter, he says his records only show 10 blocked punt for touchdowns in BYU football history. So pretty rare instance. Jacob, you got lucky along with the other 60 plus thousand fans who are in attendance. And let me take a minute here and say credit to all of you who went to this game. I had some people I I tweeted out that I I had seen FCS games that BYU had played had sub 30,000 crowds and I had some people tweet me, well they all know it's like 50,000 plus. Okay, let me school you to the game just for a moment on that instance. They're always going to announce tickets sold. And BYU announced a sellout today. And obviously, it sure looked like it was close to actual butts and seats versus tickets sold was a pretty close number. That has not always been the case when it's come to BYU and their opportunities to play against FCS teams. I had a family member who used to work at BYU and had access to the actual number of game tickets scanned in. So actual butts and seats, people who walked through the turnstiles into the game. There have been FCS games that BYU has not gotten above 32,000 fans. 
I can say it because I know for a fact it's happened. The good news is today, credit to all of you. I would venture to say that there were at least 60,000 fans in the stands there at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, and I am tipping my cap to every single one of you. It could have very easily been a game say, you know what, I don't want to go, but you went out, supported BYU on Senior Day, the 15th ranked team in the country. They're finally getting the fan attendance that BYU fans have been crowing about that they had in the 1990s and the early 2000s before things seemed to fall off for a while there in Independence. Really, really good to see and credit to all of you who took the time out of your day to go down to Lavelle Edwards Stadium and enjoy the wonderful weather. Obviously, the weather was a factor. Upper 60s for this game, you couldn't get much better for a game in November, so tip of the cap to all of you for going to that game. Last comment here goes to Trent Brown. says, quote, Great, uh, he's at Trent Brown Coog, by the way, on Twitter. Great way for our boys to go out in an unprecedented home season. Wins against Arizona State, Utah, and Virginia. 5-1 and one against Power 5 schools overall. I love seeing future stars like Hall and Rapati get time. Also great to see future and potential future players embracing the Kalani culture. Guys like uh, Kamani Jones, or Kamani uh, McLean, excuse me, not Kamani Jones. Kamani McLean, 2023 five-star cornerback, making an unofficial visit to BYU, you think he didn't pay attention to the fact that 60,000 plus fans packed into the Lavelle's house to watch a game that the opponent was completely overmatched? That resonates with young men. I don't know if McLean is ultimately going to pick BYU, but it's going to make an impression on him, no doubt, because he's going to pay attention and say, wow, these people are rabid fans. This has got to be a pretty fun environment to play in. Who knows if he ultimately decides that BYU is for him. He's announced a Final Five, apparently, even though he's a 2023 recruit. I don't know how you can have a Final Five when you still got one-plus years of high school football still to play. But, hey, nonetheless, I respect that you are narrowing things down. But if he's still got BYU even in contention and he's making trips out to Provo, great. It's attention for BYU, and all attention is good atten- good attention if you ask me. All right, so there you go. Thank you for all your comments. Obviously, I understand that it's going to be a little lighter in terms of your guys' takeaways on this game because it was an FCS game. But the nice part is there's a bye week upcoming, and we are going to focus a lot on what's going on with BYU basketball next week because not anticipating much, if any, access to coaches and players from BYU football this week because they'll shut it down, I think, by and large media-wise. But that allows us to spend a lot of time talking about BYU basketball with their home opener against Cleveland State as well as a showdown Friday night against San Diego State, both of those games at the Marriott Center. So it's going to be a basketball-heavy week as the Cougar Cagers start their season. And coming up in mere moments, you guys will find out how you can go about winning tickets to see that season opener against Cleveland State. Real quick, though, let's take a minute and talk about our friends over at Built Bar. We've talked a lot of BYU football here on this postcast edition, talking about BYU winning this game over Idaho State. What I love about Built Bar is it's Thanksgiving season. We're all thankful for the many things we've been given in our lives by and large. And Built Bar, well, I'm thankful that Built Bar has been willing to sign name, image, and likeness agreements with all 123 BYU football players. They are hooking these players up with money for being brand ambassadors for the Built branded companies. So, Built Bars, let me 
give my spiel on this. They're the best tasting protein bar that I have ever had. And what you guys can do is enjoy a delicious tasting protein bar covered in 100% chocolate. It's soft and easy to chew with incredible flavors that cover all spectrums of your tastes. And while you're enjoying that built bar, you can know and rest easy knowing that you are supporting BYU football via that name, image, and likeness agreement. It's a win-win for all parties involved. So get to built.com, place your order now. And by the way, we'll save you some money along the way use the promo code locked 15 l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 for 15 percent off your next order that's promo code locked 15 at built.com support byu football by supporting our friends at built bar all right folks before we go here on this postcast edition of locked on cougars gonna flip over and talk a little byu hoops and reveal how you guys can win tickets to the cleveland state season opener tuesday night we'll get to that momentarily but an answer to a question that was sent to me and i guess it wasn't necessarily a question it was just more of a uh, a statement that somebody made on my twitter feed many of you saw the military appreciation camo uh, gear that byu is wearing in their warm-ups and while they were walking for the cougar walk today and a number of you I saw and uh, I understand it we're expressing oh I wish I could buy that gear well I talked to somebody after the game and it sounds like that was special edition team issue gear that will probably not be released to the public uh, if it is released, I'd love nothing more than that, but it sounds like for the time being at least, it's going to be a team issue only thing. And Derek Harris at DurHer12 said, I'm really disappointed in the BYU fan gear this year after hearing on the Locked On Cougars podcast saying they had some really cool stuff coming this year. And that came by way of Adam Parker, who is BYU's brand and licensing manager and trademark manager. I, don't, I probably just butchered your title, Adam, if you're listening. But nonetheless, he did say there were a lot of good things coming. And I, I told Derek I would address this on, uh, on this edition of the podcast. So here's the answer the way I understand it. And I think it's pretty simple for any of you who have been paying attention to what's going on with the overall, th- overall economy right now. Supply chains are messed up. And it is tough to get bulk of anything right now. And Nike is not immune to this. They source a lot of their stuff that comes from overseas. And in this case, it sounds like BYU is able to get enough from Nike for the team. But it doesn't sound like Nike is going to be mass producing stuff for the time being. Because the issue is they can't necessarily get enough stuff imported, uh, whether it's stuck on ships coming across the ocean or even it's able to be shipped. There's all kinds of supply chain issues. So Derek, I wish I had a more, I don't know, in-depth answer for you than that, but that's pretty much how it is right now for, for the Cougars. And it's tough and they'd love nothing more. Speaking of the BYU marketing team and their uh, team store, all that stuff, they'd love nothing more than to have more fan gear to sell but they're selling everything they can and everything they can get their hands on. The problem is, it's like everything else in the world right now. Supply chains are being disrupted, and it's an unfortunate part of the circumstance we find ourselves in in this global pandemic. So it's not a eloquent, in-depth answer that has a rosy ending to it. It's just simple supply and demand, and it's tough. I understand that because the BYU fan gear collection, selection, not collection, the selection, it hasn't been great this year because I've heard a number of you complain about that, and it's unfortunate. But hopefully uh, next year and in coming years, that problem is resolved. The supply chains kind of stabilize, and we start to see more gear back on the shelves for BYU fans. All right, final 
final thing, here is how you guys are going to win tickets to see BYU and Cleveland State square off. And those of you who have stuck it out for this long in the podcast, you deserve to have first crack at winning these tickets. It's going to be three questions you need to answer about BYU season opening opponent, Cleveland State. The Vikings coming to Provo for a game Tuesday night. I have a pair of tickets uh, for that game. It'll nothing more than to ship them off to you. You need to answer three simple questions for me. Cleveland State, obviously they're known as the Cleveland State Vikings. They are coming to BYU, but they have not always been the Cleveland State Vikings. What was the original school name and mascot they used to be known as? Uh, you can do, you can find that out by a pretty simple Google search. That is the question number one. What was Cleveland State's original school name and an original mascot? Answer that, number one. Number two. When did Cleveland State move to Division I status in sports? You can also Google that one. This this is all stuff you can Google very quickly and find the answers to. And then the third question, so there's two questions so far, and the third and final question for a chance, or not the chance, you guys answer this first. You're the first person to answer all three of these questions by emailing us at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. You're going to the game. I'm shipping you the tickets. This is not an enter to win. No, first person to answer it correctly, you get the tickets. All right, third question. They have not had a lot of draft picks in Cleveland State basketball history, but their most recent draft pick is who? He is a seven-year NBA veteran, now playing overseas currently, but he is a two-time NBA champion. Who is the most recent draft pick from the Cleveland State basketball program? You answer those three questions correctly. You're the first person to submit it to LockedOnBYU at gmail.com, and you will win tickets to that season opener Tuesday night at the Marriott Center. There you go. Simple. Get to it, and may you guys be quick on the dial and sending us that email and winning those tickets to watch BYU and Cleveland State. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Cougars. Thank you for making some time to join us here. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day every day, and hope you all are doing great out there wherever you might be. This has been the postcast edition as BYU takes care of business against Idaho State, and we will be back with you guys again soon talking BYU sports on a Monday edition of the show with our film review, so stay tuned for all of that. This has been Locked on Cougars Postcast.